0: Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue Ann brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, it was, uh, you know, I kind of thought a bigger game because of who the opponent is just four days away with Philadelphia for the Vikings. And and uh, not that it, they weren't intense and so forth, but boy, a lot of mistakes led to a loss there to Tampa yesterday.
1: They played lousy. They no. really did. And, you know, it's a year after you know the first game of this regime. They really didn't even have a full offseason, I and mean, they were just getting their offense installed. They blew out a you know, Packers team that had high expectations. at U.S. Bank Stadium this year, they got to play Baker Mayfield, team that won eight games last year that isn't considered a contender, and they just looked awful. They just looked awful. Um, and I really think, if you want to parse it down, it really came down to bad offensive line play, especially the interior line, and uh, not being able to run the ball, not being able to protect Cousins, and then allowing Tampa to hang around long enough that they eventually just made it you know, a few plays, and that's all it really took. Some really stupid penalties, some uh, bad situational play. It, they look, you know, I don't always buy into the emotion that people always want to, so often want to assume that if a team performs well, poorly, that it wasn't up for it, it wasn't or was thinking ahead. I mean, sometimes right. those things just aren't true. Yeah. In this case, you almost get the sense that they felt like this. all you do is just go out there and... Just be themselves, and they'd win this game. And then they'd go play Philadelphia. And the problem is, losing this game means that uh, three of the next quarterbacks they face are uh, Hurts, Herbert, and Mahomes. You know, they could be looking at one and four here pretty quickly. Yeah, that's And and that's assuming they beat Carolina, which maybe I shouldn't assume.
0: Right. That's three out of the top five or six quarterbacks in the entire league. Yep. And Baker Mayfield showed why he's on his fourth team in just over uh, two years for three quarters yesterday. And then they let him run a little bit, get a stiff arm. Uh, a guy decides not to tackle him. Pace uh, decides to go for a, a laydown tackle instead of stopping him short of the third down sticks. And suddenly Baker Mayfield is this gritty, tough competitor when really he was wretched for much of the game.
1: Yes. And, and, you know, what's the team's composition? Yeah. This team is supposed to beat you 30 to 20. There's supposed to be an offensive team that does enough defensively to allow the offense to win the game. And yesterday, the defense, for the first six possessions of the game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earned one first down. Yeah. The defense absolutely shut them down. By the time that stretch is over, the Vikings should have been up to like 23 or something. Instead, they, they let them hang close enough that you know, a mistake here or there is going to cost you the game.
0: Cousins took a couple of pretty tough shots on the very first series, one where his arm was coming forward and it looked like he got hit, and the other one, a helmet right in his sternum on that uh, delivery sack he took there. I thought he got a little inaccurate for a while after that.
1: Yeah, I thought he – I don't think he was the reason they lost, but I thought that uh, the fact they didn't protect him might have cost him the game and the fact that he didn't look quite the same after a couple of those hits. uh, All that was – affected him. I thought I thought he had three throws that he probably wants back. Uh, once he had Madison corner of the end zone, he overthrew him, and I thought on that play that Osborne was wide open and he didn't see him. There was a third down where he had Osborne coming back to him and he overthrew him. And then, you know, the interesting, well, probably one of the most interesting plays of the game, uh, Cousins forces the ball to Osborne at the goal line. Instead of a touchdown, it's an interception. And, you know, he threw it behind Osborne a little bit because he didn't want to lead Osborne into two safeties. The corner was able to catch up and make really a great play on the ball. In general, I prefer Cousins being aggressive with his wideouts and giving him a chance to make a play. It just didn't work out in that instance.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the throw to Osborne that he overthrew in the third quarter that wound up being their last or uh, third down wound up being their last offensive play because they couldn't get off the field after that because the defense spent a lot of time on the field in the fourth quarter. They looked a little bit gassed and couldn't get the stop they needed.
1: Yeah, I, I thought they played really well early, and then you know, combination of Mike Evans finally you know making a play. They probably the best thing Tampa Bay did all all game was the one play where they were able to isolate Evans on Metellus. Metellus is a very good player; he shouldn't be covering the number one wide receiver one on one. So obviously, the Bucks the did something clever there schematically to get him open. But once again, I mean, they, I mean, the game kind of should have been over by then. Yeah,
0: probably nothing on Bradbury. I wouldn't think yet.
1: Not yet. I, uh, O'Connell's going to talk here. We're talking about 12.30 in the afternoon. O'Connell's going to talk in an hour or so. Maybe we'll have an update, but then again, maybe not. They don't have to update us until they put out the injury report. Uh, I, I would guess back, though, it's hard to recover from a back injury on a short, in a short week, and, and that's complicated by the fact they're going up against one of the best defensive fronts, and, 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 and Fletcher Cox and Jalen Carter are monsters. They're exactly the kind of players that give Bradbury trouble.
0: Vita Vea, too. I mean, he showed yep. that, and those two guys are very similar to him. Big, quick guys right in the middle.
1: Yep. And, uh, and you know, we know Bradbury isn't going to match up well against the big, big monster nose tackles. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Ingram continues to be a huge disappointment, and that whole 2022 draft continues to be a huge disappointment. Uh, Seen, the only time we noticed him yesterday was he was getting a penalty for 12 men on the field. Booth was not a factor. They prefer to play Metellus as a kind of a corner. Defensive back, uh, an extra defensive back instead of Booth. Um, you know, Ingram was terrible yesterday, and he caused a fumble on on uh, on Cousins. Yep. Um, Cleveland wasn't particularly good. I mean, that that interior line looks like it's going to have a rough time here.
0: As as many thought it would, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I. I did they try? I mean, did they look at free agents? Did they just say nope? Those are our guys, and and uh, not uh, even consider uh, replacing anybody in there. What was the thought process to run them back again?
1: Well, they they haven't really told us exactly what they're thinking, but I just think they prioritize prioritized elsewhere, and okay. that's the reality of a salary cap league. Nobody yep. has you know great players at every position. You have to say, okay, where were you we going to spend our money? They decided to spend money at. Uh, you know they decided to spend their first draft pick at wide receiver. They decided to spend money on Davenport, and re-signing Hunter, re-signing Hawkinson. And it, it, here's to me. I mean, it was a, it was a bad loss. It was a bad loss in a lot of ways, especially because of the early season schedule. But I also have to say that it's ter- really a terrible weekend when Justin Jefferson's deal doesn't get done. Yeah, sounds like they're not going to revisit during the season. I was wrong about that. I really thought that was all set up to be done. I think the Vikings thought it was all set up to be done, and then Bosa signs, and sudden, I think Jefferson was waiting for Bosa to sign and waiting to capitalize on and the Vikings are like, well, we're not going to just react to that, so uh, you're going to have Jeff- Jefferson Jefferson here a year to think about if he w- wants to play elsewhere. I think that's dangerous, and Davenport, kind of their big defensive their front seven addition uh, who's had a history of injury problems, ends up not playing in week one. I think these are just a combination of really terrible signs for this team yeah uh,
0: a good draft pick uh, jordan addison he looks like lightning in a bottle when he's out there and you know scored that touchdown made it look pretty easy but he seems like a guy who's going to put pressure on defenses
1: yes and he was uh and on that touchdown pass it was a beautiful scheme uh, they sent jeff put jefferson inside jefferson ran the out route he threw two defenders and addison was wide open um osborne was the second receiver in terms of snaps, but Addison looks like the more explosive player. Uh,
0: any concern? 44 passing plays, 17 rushing plays. Does that bother you at all?
1: Yes. Uh, and I thought Madison did about as well as he could under the circumstances. Once again, it comes down to the offensive line not looking very good, not being able to open holes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got themselves in a situation where they had, they felt like they had to air it out. Uh, I, I think this is, there's no doubt this is a pass-first team. What they what they need to do with the running game is run well enough to set up, you know, good passing downs, good passing yardages, and to keep some pressure off Cousins. And they didn't do that yesterday.
0: Brian Flores' defense looked terrific for the most part. Uh, you know, sometimes you blitz to stop the run as much as you do to put pressure on the passer, and they kept Tampa bottled for the most part.
1: Yeah, I, and you saw what we thought we'd see, which is. Blitzes and rushers from all angles, whether it's Harrison Smith or Josh Metellus or cornerbacks coming in. I really do think he's going to keep offenses off balance, but he doesn't have, you know, overwhelming talent here. Uh, the offense, this defense is going to look much better when this offense gives us a lead and lets it, lets them be a little more aggressive in the in the pass rush. Uh, and I just don't think you could ask much more than the defense gave me yesterday. Yeah.
0: Uh, twins do lose yesterday, but what a performance from Pablo Lopez! And they did win the series. The Twins haven't lost a three-game series or more going back almost to July. They they win series or tie them. It seems like so they continue to play well. Uh, and Pablo Lopez was fantastic. Boy, he, he sure looks like the Game One playoff starter.
1: He does. That was fantastic yesterday. They didn't, you know, they just didn't hit yesterday, and Jacks gave it up in the ninth. Yeah. Um, look, you know, for anybody. Sitting around fretting about the race. I mean, ESPN's predictor has the, the Twins as a 99% chance to win the division. Uh, it's, they're going to win the division, and Pablo Lopez turning it on this time of year is as good a sign as you can see for this team. I mean, and Sonny Gray has been one of the three best pitchers in the American League for the course over the course of the season. I mean, think about how different this is going to be. Uh, they've had number two starters. Uh, named Booth Bonzer and Randy Dobnik and Scott Baker, you know, over yep. the years, and here they're going to go into a short series with Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray as their one-two starters, and probably Joe Ryan as the three. I mean, that's just a complete departure from what this team has had to deal with as they've gone through this long losing streak in the postseason.
0: Sure, sounds like a lot better chance to win a playoff series for the Twins with those starting pitchers.
1: Yeah, At two home games with uh, with two of the best pitchers in the American League going. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not, I, don't make, I don't like making predictions, especially about baseball. It's such a random sport. Yep. They're going to be playing a good team. Um, but I, I just like their chances a lot more this year than – I like their chances in 2019, too. Yep. And all of a sudden they start, they're down one game, and they're starting Randy Dobby in game two, and it's over. You know, yep. I, I don't think if they lose game one this year, there's going to be quite the sense of despair there was in the past, and they also have a much better chance of winning game one because of who their number one starter is.
0: Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5, Sports of Tide and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.